stir your soul up a bit. This is the Perfectly Imperfect Podcast with Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's through our journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Perfectly Imperfect podcast, where we have vulnerable conversations about mental health, self-growth, and relationships. I'm Regina. And I am Christine. We are ready for this episode because we are ready to spill the tea on ourselves. Oh, my my God. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We realized after recording over 80 episodes. Can you believe it's 80 episodes? I know. Actually, it would have been more, to be honest. If we didn't take that one year break. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we all knew who needed that one year break. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But even 80 episodes, right? Of us sharing our most vulnerable thoughts, talking about reflections, experiences, and bringing on guests and our friends that have very inspiring conversations that we actually haven't really shared a lot about lighthearted tidbits about ourselves, like a little bit of 411 going into the more imperfect sides of our perfect sides. Because I know that we tend to go into the more like deeper things and it could be really heavy. But then there's also some stuff that, you know, you guys might not know about us and we might not know about each other. Actually, when I was skimming through Regina's list, I was like, wait, what? Oh my God, I didn't know that. So let's get into it. Let's start off with some like fun ones. Okay, so uh, one of my talents, I would like to say, or call it, is that I can wiggle my ears. <laughs> Maybe I'll post like a video on Instagram of do me it. doing it. Oh my God. I don't even know how like I discovered that I could do this. It's such a weird thing to be able to do, but I must have been doing it without noticing it. And then my mom was like, hey, that's weird. <laughs> Sounds like your mom. And then I remember my dad being like, oh, I can do it too. So then every once in a while, we'll bring it up. (laughs) So it's an inherited superpower that you got from your dad. It it is an inherited superpower. And then my mom will always say, oh, modes up tall, which means like, oh, I didn't pick up the wrong one at the hospital. Basically, (laughs) (laughs) That's the only connection where she's like, this is our child. Oh, yeah, I guess this is our child. (laughs) Unfortunately. No, it's really cool. I think whenever I see people do that, I'll try to do it. And obviously it doesn't work. Nothing moves. <laughs> I know. It's kind of like when people ask you like, oh, how do you do it? I'm like, I don't know how. Interesting. No, I didn't know. I've never seen you do that. Here, I'll do it for you right now. Oh my God. That's we- oh my God, that's so weird. Because it's, it's like I'll, I'll, some people actually like their foreheads move. For you, it's just like yeah. one part of your ear that moves. <laughs> it's like your ear is waving at me. <laughs> It's it's waving at you, but I'll post a video of it on Instagram for any of you guys who are curious. Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it for myself. Okay, okay, my turn. Since we're easing into it, I think people, when they look at me, this is not shocking or mind-blowing, but I have really loud man sneezes. <laughs> is, is that is that too... Should I not say man sneezes? I have really loud... Yeah. <laughs> is, are, we, are we gendering sneezes? Yeah. <laughs> it's funny because Jack pointed out, he's like, you know... I think I started to notice when you became comfortable when your sneezes started to get really loud because you used to be like, achoo. Now it's like, achoo. <laughs> so you can control the strength at which and the volume at which your sneezes come out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like the achoo or the 
Yeah. Because I have really bad allergies, which also is what I inherited from my dad. Oh, how sweet. Yeah. No, my Uh, dad and I are also dealing with major allergy issues right now with the fires and just like the pollution. I don't know. The air is just not great. And like, you'll hear me and my dad like coughing around the house and my mom's like, ah, COVID. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that does not sound good. (laughs) All right. What's your second one? When I was really young, I actually really wanted to be like an actress singer duo thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Hilary Duff. I think that that was like my dream combo when she released the Lizzie McGuire movie and she was like both an actress and the singer on stage. Like I was like, oh my God, that's what I want to do. And like being an only child, I would create, you know, imaginary sitcoms in my head. I remember when she was also in that movie, like Cheaper by the Dozen, where she was like one of a dozen kids. I was like, oh yeah. And then I can have a lot of siblings too. This continues my saga of making only children (laughs) seem really, really sad and lonely. We're not, but we do have very vivid imaginations. (laughs) But yeah, I just think that was something that I have always wanted to do because I thought it would be so fun. And, you know, I bought into like the whole like very glamorous lifestyle of, you know, people knowing you and all those things. And then now I'm like, oh, well, I don't know if I can put myself through. Like, I think we've had conversations with a couple of our like actor friends and just hearing the audition process, hearing everything that they go through. I'm like, oh my gosh, I am not suited for that life. Like I admire them so, so much. And I appreciate the craft and the talent that it takes to become a good actor. Like I think as a kid too, I would look at it and be like, oh my God, I can totally do that. You know, just say lines. Like it's totally fine. But when you hear how much training and talent it really, really takes, I was just like, oh, I am not fit for this role. But it is something that I really enjoy. And I think I've mentioned in old episodes before where I took theater classes and I loved it. I just thought it was Mm. so fun coming from a person who didn't really know how to show emotions, being able to like take on someone else's persona and like portray that on screen Mm. or like on stage. It was really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I've never seen that side of you of like acting and and I could see that where when actors talk about the craft of acting and just being able to put yourself really into how that person would be mm-hmm. dissecting that and doing the research and just allowing yourself to explore. That's always super cool. Mm-hmm. Were you interested in it as like, oh, that'd be cool to do for a living? Or were you also interested in the fame aspect? I think that I thought it would be cool if like people knew who I was, but then I also didn't really like the attention. So I don't really know what I was thinking. I think I was like, kind of just like delusional in the sense that I was just like, oh, it'd be so cool to do this thing. And like, I guess have friends or something like that. Yeah. No, I can see that from that age too. You gather what you see, especially if you're talking about that show with Hilary Duff, which by the way, I don't know what you're talking about because that that was totally past my time. I knew. (laughs) I'll bring up these shows. And Christina's like, what? And then she'll bring up shows. And I'm like, huh? (laughs) Yeah. That's how our conversations go. Huh? Huh? What? What? And then we go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. That's my relationship with Jack. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. That's a cool fact. For me, going off on that, I have full-blown conversations with Coco. (laughs) Like a talk... Okay, honestly, this one comes as like no surprise to me. Like I didn't know this fact, but I'm also like, it does not phase me at all that this is something that happened. <laughs> Jack would be like, this is why I think you're weird sometimes. I get this from my mom because she used to talk to our other dog that way. My mom will literally be to our dog that passed away be like, you know, Cho, you should go learn math. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> 
what two plus two is, then we can get you a math tutor. Like, it's just like, I know she's talking nonsense, right? Right. But it's just like, I, I have similar conversations with you like, Coco, you know, when you have a sister, what do you think? Is that what you want? You know, you know that. And then like, I'll answer for her. We'll have conversations. <laughs> So, okay, now explain to me how this is different from me when I had my imaginary friends. <laughs> because Coco's real. But <laughs> you're, you've, and- like, created this personality for her. It's so funny because I feel like Christine and I will send each other memes and be like, oh, my God, this is so Coco. But, like, Coco can't even speak for herself. We might be creating a persona for her that she's like, that's not me, mom. <laughs> no, that is totally her. She is one dramatic, sassy. Like, she is so dramatic that she, this is situations that she doesn't need to be sassy. She just have a, like, attitude. an attitude or a flair about it. <laughs> I wonder where she gets it from. Oh, my God. I have no idea. Like, on Jack. I would say she gets it from Jack. Definitely Jack. Jack. Definitely Jack. <laughs> so, that's how I've been spending my quarantine time. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Oh, man. Okay. Um, I am a try everything once type of person. I like to form my own opinions about things. Like I try not to get swayed by other people's opinion. And I think that as a kid, I was really, really easily swayed. Like if someone told me that this is good, I'm like, oh my God, it's great. It's the best. Why did you talk like that when you were, (laughs) oh my God, it's the best. That's that's previous. That's like unwoke <laughs> Regina. <laughs> that's that's how she spoke. As I got older, I was like, oh, well, I want to try things for myself. And I think this probably tied into the fact that too, like my parents were very like, this is what you need to do. These, this is good. This is bad. That's like kind of a little bit of that like rebellious side of me. That's like, no, well, I want to try it for myself before deciding whether or not I liked it. I think this also stemmed from the fact that like when I was growing up, my mom didn't like to eat things like green onion or cilantro or anything Mm. like that and then I went to New York and then I was like oh my god I love green onion I love all of these things that I never had not because I didn't like it but because she didn't like it and then Mm. like I think I embodied that and I noticed there were a lot of things too that my mom would say well like oh well my mom my grandma be like well she didn't like that so I didn't do it Mm. and then I was like well I'm not gonna do that I'm gonna figure out what I want for myself so So take that (laughs) but I think that that's kind of my way of trying to like stay open-minded and yeah and form opinions for ourselves I don't think that we as a society allow ourselves to do that very often like I think that it's very easy to just bandwagon onto other people and politics you know what's your favorite food color whatever trend I think that a lot of it is bandwagoning that's what I've noticed about like fashion and things like that right Mm -hmm. like you look at one thing once and you're like oh god I hate it and then you see it 10 times later and you're like okay yeah it's kind of cute it's fine to hate it at first and like it later but I think that being able to form it on your own opinion I think that that's what's most important yeah that is me for sure when it comes to fashion like everything that comes out I'm like oh especially the older I get I'm like oh I would never wear that like gross skinny jeans yeah and then when I finally get around to it it's like already going out of stock yeah Every day at home, I wear the same thing. I have one outfit that I am notorious for wearing. Notorious between Jack and Coco. They They're your fashion <laughs> consultants. <laughs> yes. they see it, yeah. But it's literally what Jack calls my Coco outfit. <laughs> <laughs> because it's just a beige sweater and beige sweats. <laughs> Hey, that's very trendy. Matching sweatsuits are in this year. Thank you. Oh my God. And I can say that I really like it too. (laughs) (laughs) Makes coordinating outfits so easy. Yeah. 
Okay, so my next thing is, you know, for someone that really doesn't like being outside, like I don't like particularly any outdoor activities. Like I don't like <laughs> hiking, definitely don't like camping. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, I actually like to do more daredevil activities that some people might classify. Like I really enjoy skydiving. Mm-hmm. When I did it the first time, I was like, I wasn't scared at all. And actually I wanted to do it. I could see myself doing it again. I also tried ATVing and I loved it. Oh my God, that sounds so fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Zip lining. Those are things that you would think like someone like me who's small and not that small has anything to do with it, but who just doesn't like outdoorsy yeah. stuff. I like those things. That was like pretty surprising to me too, because like, I think that if I were to ever suggest like, hey, Christine, let's go on a hike. <laughs> you wouldn't talk to me for like a week. <laughs> like honestly, people have tried. Wes has tried so much. And actually I've had to go on many hikes with them when I was working at Wong oh, Food. Yeah. And they'll be like, this is what we're doing. I'm like, no, but... <laughs> I feel like I like the outdoors if the indoors is nearby or if I know I will be indoors post outdoors. Does that make sense? Right? Yeah, like it it's like the the time of outdoors is limited. <laughs> like you don't have to like stay out there for indefinite period of times with the dust, with bugs, with the yeah. humidity. I don't know. All those other things. There's your sweat. <laughs> I got a sweater last year, actually, that says indoorsy. And I feel like that just really embraces. Oh, my God. I need that sweater. Yeah. It could be part of my cocoa outfit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm actually really good at building furniture, like Ikea furniture. I feel like there are some things that people will probably think like, oh, she's probably like really princessy about that. Really wants like the nicest things and like isn't really willing to get down and dirty. My dad just taught me a lot of things that I had to do on my own. There are a lot of things like, you know, he's like, oh, if you know, this is how you take care of your car. This is like the maintenance that it needs in terms of like the daily household things. If something breaks down or if something's not working, like I can figure it out. And that also Mm. includes like building furniture. And I remember one time when I was in college, we went to Ikea, we bought a dresser that was like almost as tall as I am. And I remember I was just like, oh, okay, well, let me just like start putting this together. And then I put together the whole thing in like a few hours by myself. Mm. And I felt so accomplished afterwards. I was like, wow, this is fun. It was like a puzzle that I had to put together, but then I figured it out. I still have that dresser to this day. And so I felt very proud of that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. In another lifetime, who would have known? Yeah, maybe I should have been like Bob the Builder. Yeah. (laughs) Carpenter. I mean, you know, it's not too late during quarantine to pick up a piece. Yeah, right. I'll come and build your IQ. Kia furniture for yeah, you. it's like that accomplishment of like, oh, I did that. I built that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's Christine here. We're so happy to be teaming up with BetterHelp again, the world's largest online counseling service. You work with licensed and accredited professionals to get the counseling you're looking for. And it's accessible, affordable, and convenient so anyone who struggles with life's challenges can get help anytime, anywhere. I talk to my therapist on BetterHelp every week and it has made the biggest difference in processing past traumas. I text with her quite frequently throughout the week and she sends me worksheets that help so much in digging in deeper and putting into practice the things we talk about in our actual sessions. I truly believe therapy is something we should all invest in ourselves because we are worth it. 
we highly recommend trying BetterHelp. The process is really simple. Head to betterhelp.com pip to answer a quick personalized questionnaire to assess your needs, and you'll be paired with a licensed professional within 24 hours. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and financial aid is available. We're so excited that BetterHelp is offering our PIP fam an exclusive 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash PIP. So definitely check them out and take care of yourselves. HelloFresh is a meal delivery service that provides fresh, high-quality ingredients with easy-to-make recipes delivered right to your door. We were so excited when our packages arrived. It cut out the stress of meal planning and having to go to the grocery store, and the meals were so, so delicious. My personal favorite was the pork chop with roasted potatoes and green beans. Everything came pre-portioned, and each recipe was ready in 30 minutes or less. They offer a huge variety of food options, including vegetarian, low-calorie, and kid-friendly recipes. And it's 60% cheaper than an average meal out. So now you can enjoy a restaurant quality dinner at home for less. We love preparing these meals for our loved ones and are so happy to be partnering with HelloFresh because they have donated over 2.5 million meals to charity in 2019. And this year, they're stepping up food donations to local communities amid the coronavirus crisis. Go to HelloFresh.com slash PerfectlyImperfect80 and use code PerfectlyImperfect80 to get a total of $80 off across five boxes, including free shipping on your first box. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash PerfectlyImperfect80 using code PerfectlyImperfect80. Can't wait to see the delicious meals you guys cook up at home with HelloFresh. Mine next one is very simple. I have two tattoos. Ooh. It's funny because we actually did a Wang Fu lunch break about this. Mm-hmm. And at that time, I wasn't ready to say that out loud because I was like, I don't know. I don't know. In case somebody sees it and knows my mom or knows my dad, my parents have always told me the one thing amongst other things. But like my dad is like, mm-hmm. if I ever see any tattoos on you, I will freaking knife it off of you. And that made me want to do it even more. So yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I have two tattoos that one I got when actually was in Florida working at Disney World. Mm -hmm. And it was like this shady. When I think back on it, I was like, oh my God, like I could have contracted AIDS or something from it because it was like this shit. You know, it was so funny because I went there with my roommates, right? No one's from Florida. Mm -hmm. There was no Yelp then. It was Mm -hmm. 2005. So we're like, how do we find tattoo places? So you know where we went? We went to Hot Topic and we asked Oh my gosh. <laughs> We're like, who would be people that would know where to get, you know, tattoos and stuff? It was so stereotypical. They told us about a place. It was super shady. I don't know where. I literally, when we went up there, I was like, I think we're going to die. But we both got tattoos. And one is of a tribal heart. Mm. That was me in my college time. Mm. You know, I really wanted a heart. And that sits on my hip. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that area is. It's in between my haha and my hip area. <laughs> so it's a very private place. Okay. And then I got a pinup aerial tattoo. Mm. 2009, I think. I was single and I was like, oh my God, I want to do something for myself on Valentine's Day. So I saw a design that I really liked. And I love aerial. And I know people are like, why would you choose aerial as like a oh, I'm so empowered as a single woman and stuff when she was the one that like gave away her voice. (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so that's not how I see Little Mermaid and that story, but that's for another episode. Yeah. So those are my two tattoos. I've always wanted more, but it is true. For me, I was like, yeah, once you get one tattoo, you're like, yeah, I would, I would want more, but I didn't know where else to hide them. Mm, yeah. Because <laughs> the aerial tattoo is a little bit bigger and it sits on my hip. Mm. So that area is completely covered. Like, there's no reason why I should not be wearing pants around my parents, you know? <laughs> And I remember when you first told me about your tattoos, I was still quite young. So uh, to me, I was like, oh, you have tattoos. Oh, my God. Bad child. Rebel. Yeah. Because my parents were also like the one thing. I mean, amongst others, you do not get a tattoo. But guess what? (gasps) I also have a tattoo. (laughs) Gasp. Oh, my God. You're such a bad influence. I you know. You're a gangster. Yeah. yeah. It's a pretty gangster tattoo. Tell us your tattoo. Yeah. Details. It's on the right side of my rib that's kind of closer to my back. So kind of like the back of where my bra strap would be, but like right above it because I wanted it to be visible if I was like wearing a swimsuit or something like that. The way I got this tattoo is also kind of on the whim. I was traveling abroad with my friends. This was the year of my master's program. And I just had grown so much in that year. It was kind of like a coming of age tattoo. There was a lot where I was like realizing, like, I think it was the first time where I saw outside of the bubble that is 626 and what my life had been up until that point. And, Mm. you know, you guys know that I love traveling, but I don't know. It never occurred to me to ever move anywhere. And I think that that was the time when I was like, oh, moving to New York is a possibility. It's very, very small, but it's of a lanfa. In Cantonese, it's called lanfa. And I looked up the English name of it and it's Michaelia Alba Flower Tree grafted in parentheses joy perfume flowers um but they're basically it's a very very long name but it's basically like i don't know if any of you guys have ever seen those like white flowers they smell really really good they look like little buds and then when they open their arms look like they're welcoming arms i don't know how else to describe it Mm. at my old house my parents planted one of these trees and they expected it to grow and become this beautiful tree and it always grew kind of stubby she never reached her full height of like Mm. what she was expected to be as a Michelia Alba flower tree grafted joy perfume flower. But she always produced these like really, really beautiful flowers every year. Mm. And while I was, you know, struggling with school and just really having a hard time, especially with my friends who were doing really, really well in school, my dad, when we were renovating my bathroom, he bought tiles with that flower on it. And he bought it because he would always tell me, just because you don't look like everyone else doesn't mean that you can't produce the same beautiful flowers. Oh my god. <laughs> so, it's like that Mulan scene with yeah. the <clears throat> Yeah. So to me, it has a very special meaning, I think, for so long. And I still struggle with this. You know, if you guys have listened to this podcast, you know that it's something that I'm like always comparing myself to other people. And, you know, I just get a lot of like, feelings of like not being adequate enough. So it's kind of just like a symbol on my body to remind me that I'm on my own journey. I'm on my own path. And I feel like the meaning of this flower has kind of evolved throughout the years of my own personal growth. Yeah, I really love it. And all this talk about tattoos is making me want to get another one. (laughs) 
That's awesome. That's why I love tattoos. Like there's always so much meaning behind it. Or even if you don't get a tattoo with meaning, but it's like even just to go through that process of getting a tattoo because yeah. it freaking hurts. Yeah. Depending on where you get it, especially yeah. with your ribs area, I'm sure that hurt. Mm-hmm. But you just go through that process and forever when you see it. I think when people think of tattoos, they're just like, oh, why would you want that on the rest of your life? Like you're on your body. But um, mm-hmm. for me, it's like, it's always just a nice reminder. And to be honest, like you, like you, I forget that I have. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't occur to me. And I think that if there is something, whether it has like a super significant meaning or you just want to get it, like, I think that it's a fun memory no matter what. So, yeah, 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 I'm very proud of my tattoos. Yeah. Okay. My next thing is that maybe some of you guys already know we took photos out of it, but like I drive stick, I drive a manual car. This is something that I've always admired and thought was cool. I remember growing up and my aunt had a convertible manual car, this Ooh. little blue, really cute car. I just love the look and even how cool it was that like, you know, when you shift gears and I think also watching movies like Fast and the Furious, you're like, oh my God, that's so cool. Mm-hmm. So once I started driving, I realized that I really like driving. Mm-hmm. I like the driving experience. My dad just was like, no, <laughs> girls, manual car, no. Mm-hmm. And that made me want to do it even more. Right? <laughs> just as a theme with the things in our yeah. lives, that, like <laughs> what drove us to do things. It was basically our parents being like, no. And we're like, no. yes. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to do it before now. I really want yeah. to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so my brother actually got a manual car mm. because it was a mine. It was mm. cool. And then for me, once I got to college and I met friends that actually had manual cars and drove it, I learned kind of there. But since it wasn't my car, it didn't stick. It wasn't mm. consistent. When I turned 30 and I finally was able to get a car for me that I wanted, I chose a manual car. Mm. So I drive a Subaru BRZ and oh my God, I will tell you that relearning it, oh my God. Like I was terrified because now I have car of myself that I could really mess up. <laughs> Wes actually taught me in a day. Wang Fu got a sponsored video from Subaru to take the Subaru car out for like a weekend and then I learned on that car. <laughs> really? Oh my god! And then since then I was like, okay, this is it. I'm committing to it. But it's one of those things that helps ground me in like, dude, I learned how to drive a manual car. It was not easy. Mm-hmm. I've never been yelled at and honked at and cussed at more than when I was driving that <laughs> manual car. I was stalled constantly. But yeah. now it's just second nature to me. And I'm like, if I can go from that, from something mm-hmm. I'm really terrified about and thinking that I can never get this to now is second nature, then... I can do it. I can do whatever that I set my mind to. Oh, I love that. I think that's the coolest thing (laughs) that you drive stick shift. I like have always wanted to learn. My reason for learning though was more so because I just dream of going on the amazing race one day. And I think that you have to know how to drive manual cars, especially if you're in like other countries and you like rent cars and things like that. But yeah, I think that's so, so cool. It's been on my bucket list of things that I want to do. And I feel like that's the thing about like, COVID too, right? Like during this pandemic, I'm like, oh God, I like, I could have used this time to learn a stick shift car, (laughs) learn how to drive manual, even though if COVID wasn't happening, I probably wouldn't. But I think it puts into perspective, like, oh yeah, these are the things that I said I wanted to do. And like, I need to take advantage of the opportunities when they do arise. Yeah. Like, I just think that it would be like a fun skill to learn. And I love what you said too, about like, oh, something that like absolutely like terrified you before 
work. Now it's just second nature. And I think that that is something that I'm trying to work on more, just allowing myself to try things. I think that it gives you a sense of confidence in ways that you can't really get elsewhere or otherwise. Like for me this past weekend, actually, like I haven't touched Mm. the piano in over a decade. I like picked up some of my old sheet music and I slowly but surely was able to like walk myself through like a very, very simple song. I think that during that process, I realized how much I forgot and was like kind of hard on myself. But then I was like, okay, let's like be patient and like work through this. And by the end of like, I think it was like an hour or so, I was like able to play a song. And so I think it's just one of those things that we need to like not be so afraid of and just try it and do it. And I think that, yeah, like the more you do it, the more it'll just like come back to you naturally. And I think that, you know, taking a risk on driving a manual car just because you wanted it for so long, like that's reason enough to just like try it. Yeah, yeah. That's where you push yourself outside your limits and comfort zone. And then you realize, wow, I can do that. What I actually thought I would never be able to do, like you prove to yourself that you can. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is one that like, I feel like most people don't notice until I say it, but my teeth are actually crooked. I know when you said that to me, I was like, wait, what? I've never noticed. Yeah. And I think that sometimes I will get like a little insecure about it. But what happened is that when I got braces, they pulled teeth not equally. So they're like, oh, well, you have one tooth that's like kind of raised. So when we bring that down, you're going to have too many teeth on one side. So we need to pull one side. But they didn't count properly. I had the right amount of teeth. One of my teeth was just crooked up. So (laughs) after the braces, all of my teeth like shifted right. Oh. And so then my teeth are actually leaning to the right. And it also makes it so that my jaw doesn't close properly. And so I'll get like jaw pain in my right side. And I actually didn't notice this until like a couple years ago. And then I got insecure about my smile because then I was like, oh my God, my teeth are crooked. And like, you can see that it's crooked. But now I've just kind of learned to embrace it. Like, it's not super obvious, but, you know, I have a little bit of a crooked smile, Mm -hmm. but that's okay because that's me. (laughs) No, I love that. That's that's such a, like, cute way to be like, yeah, that's just part of who I am. And yeah, you're dentists should know how to count. (laughs) Yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking too. (laughs) I actually went to get it looked at when I was in China and they're like, wow, they really messed up your teeth. And I was like, oh my God. (laughs) But But I love how it's like, it's not noticeable. Like it's one of those things that you really have to point out for it to be like, oh, oh. I could kind of see it. Yeah. 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 It's something that I have to live with because my dentist messed up. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. Well, speaking about the past, I know I've touched upon this before and I'll just since we're going through this list of stuff about spilling tea, but combination high school was my rebel years. I know I talked about that. I used to literally sneak out at night when my Mm. parents went to bed and have like my cool senior friends pick me up. And we used to just, I don't even know what we did. We just like, what can you do at that time? But it's like, literally, I would sneak out and come back at like 4 a.m. and then wake up and then go to class. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, but to ditch class. And <laughs> then that was also the period of time that with those group of cool friends that I dropped E a lot. Mm. I really liked it. <laughs> and I would like also sneak out to go to raves, which I don't know how raves are now, but thinking about back then, 
if a 16-year-old girl was telling me what she was doing when she was sneaking out to raise, I would be like, as 36-year-old right now, I'd be like, no, <laughs> do not do that, you know? Like, I didn't even know where the drugs were coming from. There was like, my friend would be like, oh, I got it from this person. Who knows this person? And then we go to these raves where I don't even know where they are and people overdose all the time and you see like ambulances and if anything were to happen and you know, it's like all these things. I was just like, I can't believe I survived that. And I went to so many of them. But it's things like that. When I think back, I'm like, it's amazing that I'm not dead. <laughs> I think we all have some moments like that. Although mine, right? I feel like we're more so in college. But even then, like, I don't know, the idea of sneaking out of my house. I think I always like daydreamed of that. Like, especially the times when I would like fight with my parents. And I'm like, I'm going to sneak out. But then they would always be like, but where would you go? And also like, I was the most rebellious one of my friends. So like, realistically, <laughs> what was you would have really, to be the one to yeah, be driving I, a car and doing all this. Stuff, exactly. Right? I would have to be the one who's the instigator. But yeah, there are a lot of things that we look back on and we're like, huh, how am I still alive? But yeah, I think that we made some not wise decisions as children. But it's a, that's okay. I mean, it's part of our history. But I think this is the type of episode that we talk about it because you're like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I did these things, too. And but it's made me who I am. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What's your last thing? Okay. My last thing. She literally on her list has, I don't like chocolate. And I would yeah. literally gasp. I'm, I I'm, I don't, I don't, who, it's just evil. That's just evil. <laughs> Although I found a chocolate that I like now, but generally. I saw if you, you post me, about that. The, the yeah. Whole Foods chocolate. But yeah. This, well, yeah, it can get it at Whole Foods and it's so, so good. And I feel like now I'm starting to like it more, but before as a kid, that was definitely not my first choice. Okay, I will end it on also a very rebellious note since Christine started us off with the <laughs> sneaking out of the house and E. But one very, very fun fact about me is that I was actually suspended from high school. <laughs> what did you do? It's not as an exciting of a story as like it sounds, but basically along the lines of Regina trying to get away with as much as she can, our high school just got way too overpopulated with students. They didn't have enough parking for everyone every semester. And so it was like a lottery system. First semester, senior year, lottery system, I got a parking permit. And so I was able to park on campus. It was great, you know, was able to go out for lunch and come back and my spot would still be there. Then second semester, I entered the lottery and I didn't get it. And I was like, oh my God, this is bullshit. Like this is my last year, my last semester as a senior. And like, you know, this is supposed to be like smooth sailing, just have fun and like not really care about school anymore. And I wanted that parking permit. I was taking a photography class at the time. I was able to scan the permit of somebody who did have one, but then I'm a considerate person, right? You know, I was like, okay, well, I want to make sure that it's a number that like no one else has. One of my friends was like, oh, I got the last parking permit. So I looked at her number, but I made my number like way after that, like 50 numbers after that, just in case, you know, I get caught or whatever. I wouldn't bring anyone down. Well, turns out ASB got their parking permits after us. My number exactly aligned up with one of the other girls on ASB. And so the day that I got caught, I was pulled to the dean's office and so was she. And I felt so, so bad. To this day, I don't even know if I apologize properly. Sometimes I run into her at the grocery store and I feel so oh. awkward. She's really, really nice. She'll always be like, oh my uh -huh. God, hi, how are you? And I'm just like, oh, guilt. But yeah, so basically got pulled into the dean's office. 
he's like, this is bad. And I was like, I know. And then he was like, I'm going to have to suspend you. And I freaked out. My parents got so mad at me. I don't think that to this day, they have been more mad than that moment. My dad actually brought it up recently. He was like, that was the most disappointed with you in your life. And I was like, huh, it didn't affect me (laughs) anymore because I think it's actually kind of funny. But yeah, so I got suspended for three days. And I was like, oh, well, suspension means I get to just stay at home. And I was like really into watching like K-dramas and stuff like that. So I basically spent the day watching K-dramas. And my mom came home and she was like, this is unacceptable. How did you do something bad? And then you don't have to go to school. And so then she like makes an appointment with the dean and I get dragged into school. And then she is like, this is a ridiculous punishment. How is it that she gets to stay home and like not have to do schoolwork? Like blah, 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 blah. And so like, she got so mad at the dean that the dean was like, oh, uh, yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll give her Saturday school then. <laughs> <laughs> so so then I only was suspended for like one day and then I had to do Saturday school that weekend with all the other kids who get Saturday school. And so nothing really mattered and nothing ever went on my record or anything. So nothing ever mattered. <laughs> yeah, nothing mattered and nothing ever happened. And it's just like a fun story. But I think that for people who don't know me that well and like see me as like the goody two shoes, they're like, what? Like, how did you get suspended? And again, it sounds like a lot more dramatic. I made a fake park permit and like they couldn't tell the difference which is the funny part but yeah (laughs) I feel like that's so Arcadia where they're just like something that I think in another school maybe I don't know maybe they would have gotten suspended too but it's also just like it's not really that big of a deal yeah I think it was an example but it's also just like who cares yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh well that's something I didn't know I didn't know that about you really I don't think you've ever told me that you were suspended. I thought you knew. Oh, I'm pretty. I also don't have good memory. Okay. So you might have told me. All right. Take us home. All right. I have a bunch of other things, but I'll just end it on this one because it's something that even when I still think about to this day, I'm like, I mean, I'm sure it happens all the time. But for me, it happened in college. It's my first experience of that. I was like, what the hell is this? Okay. So basically in college, I was sort of kind of seeing this guy and found out that he was dating two other girls at the same time. So there's three of us. Oh. And those other two girls were his exes. (gasps) One of them called me to tell me that just to let you know, he's also dating me and this other girl. (laughs) And I was like, oh my God. My first take on this was like, Ugh, of course I'm disgusted, but I'm also just like, I don't even like you. That was one of the things I was like, I don't even like you and you're cheating on me? Disgusting. And he was, of course, sleeping with all three of us. So that was also another part where I was just like, oh my God, it's so gross and ew. It just felt like a movie because I will tell you how it ended. It's kind of crazy. The three of us all got together and then the two hatched a plan where it's like, okay, we're really going to give it to him. So because he's most into you right now, because I was like the fresh meat, that Mm -hmm. we need you to get him out of his apartment, which we then will go in there and really, they like put X-lax into his orange juice. They put, I think like <laughs> like hair itching. It made you really itchy in his shampoo. They did a bunch of other stuff. I really, at that point, was like, 
feel like I'm in a movie, but I went oh along with God. it too. I went along. Those girls were not messing around. They were not. There's a movie, I think it's like, I forgot the name of it, but it's exactly that type of premise where Guy cheats on all three of them and then they have their revenge on him. And I just was like, what is this? Is this real life? <laughs> but I think this happens quite often. So that was my experience where- Oh my goodness. That happened. <laughs> wow. That's definitely like straight out of a movie. Yeah. And you had just started dating him and like you did not suspect that he was seeing anyone else. You know, I just, because I've never experienced that before, the signs were obviously there. Mm, but it didn't occur to you. Like, you know, he would step outside when he would yeah. like, you know, talk on the phone. Even the way that he would just be like, oh my God, you're my everything and all that. And I was oh. like, in that phase where I had broken up with my second boyfriend mm. and I really liked him, you know? And then this guy, I was dating a bunch of other guys too. Mm-hmm. So like not at the same time, but just one after another. And he was part of that mm-hmm. line. <laughs> and it was more so of my like, oh my God, you know, I'm not tied down to anyone. I don't need a man. So I can like, you know, be with them and sleep with them and not care and all of that. And karma? I don't know if it's <laughs> karma, but it's just more one of those things where I was just like, oh, I never thought that that would happen. Yeah. I just never thought of it because I was on my high horse of like, if anyone's using anyone, it's me because you're way into me than I am to you. And then, then when all this went down, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, honestly, like whenever I think of those situations now as older adults, I look back at that and I'm like, how did he have the time? Like, I feel like I don't even have time to do the things that I want to do. Like, how does a guy balance three girls? Man, the time management skills that he must have had to have been able to pull that off for the short stint that he did. And he was not good. (laughs) Not at at all. So it was always all like kind of mind boggling that he was not able, not only just one girl, but three. At the same time. Two other girls are really pretty too. I, I, I. Well, we'll end it on that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think this is fun. This is fun getting to know, you know, the other side. Where do you insert this stuff, you know, in the episodes that we talk? (laughs) It's nice to have like an episode dedicated to this. Yeah, definitely. And now you guys can always reference this episode when we touch base on little tidbits, like when Christine talks about when she sneaks out at night. Now you know the full story. The imperfect side to the perfect side. Yeah. That has led us to where we are now. All of this is just parts of us, right? Exactly. Love that. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. And actually, you know, head to our Instagram page and leave us a fun tidbit or story about you. We'd love to learn more about you guys. We'd love to get to know you guys more. And what better way to do that than with fun facts? Yeah. See you guys on Instagram at perfectly.imperfect.podcast. Bye. Bye. Get the star so Get the star so Get the star so Get the star so